Welcome to episode 143 of Stage Worthy, and this is the uh, Fun Day Fringe Roundup. So I'm here with uh, a, a nice round table of, 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 of fringe artists, and we will start on my left and go around, and, and uh, everybody introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your show. Sure. Uh, this is Franny McKay-Bennett, and my show here this year is called Bar Star. It's a solo, storytelling, interactive-y type show set in a bar, and it's drinking stories and uh, some songs. It's a, a wake to say goodbye to my drunk self. As a sober person three and a half years later, I'm kicking her off for good. That's my show. I'm Elliot Delage, and I wrote and directed and I'm acting in the show 25, which I've been touring all summer. I'm on my sixth Fringe Festival going on seventh with Halifax. And it's pretty much a bunch of characters who are at their crossroads in life. It's an experimental format. It's my first time writing, and I'm having a lot of fun discovering the whole fringe world with that. Mm. Yeah. Hi, I'm Mark Foster. Uh, I am the playwright of The Waiting Gentlewoman, which is uh, at the Interaction Concert Hall. Uh, I'm playwright in residence with Taboo Theatre, the company that's putting the show on. And Waiting Gentlewoman uh, is about Percy and May to uh, 20-something actors uh, who have gotten married far too young and are having some relationship troubles backstage of a show where they are playing Shakespearean lovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you say this is episode 143? Yeah. What yeah. are you doing for your three-year anniversary? I, I don't know yet. Okay. The anniversary is in January, and I don't know if I'm going to just be there or wait till I get to 200. Okay. So it's hard to, hard to nice. say. Um... So we've, we're all at different. You've been to the Fundy Fringe before, Franny. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot, you have not. Mark, this is your first time. First time at Fundy Fringe, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, Elliot, you're the only person here who's uh, on their sixth Fringe Festival. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have to ask you, um, how are you feeling? You okay? Uh, good, good. Well, oh, right. I, I was a bit confused when, it, yeah. You sent me a message to say that we were doing this today, and I said, "Oh no, I'm not in Halifax." I'm just like, I, 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 think, that, I think that sums it up so pretty much. <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> I was gonna say my entire Fundy Fringe experience has been watching Elliot like put his head, hands on his head, <laughs> just, just when he's talking to someone, be like, "This is in Halifax. I'm not in Halifax." Right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we. Uh, I mean, how? Where did you? Which fringe did you start? Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, June eighth, we premiered uh, twenty five in Montreal. That is a long slog. I mean, I remember doing a four fringe tour, and by the time that was done, I was pretty pretty much toast. How yeah. how are you keeping your energy up, keeping things going? Oh well, th- this show is is really fun because we can adapt it to the space we're in. So, for example, we just came from Charlottetown and it was actually in an alternative space which happened to be a church, mm-hmm. which was so cool. So, and it's different audiences, different energies in each fringe and honestly, it's not hard to keep going. It's hard to keep track of where I am, but <laughs> to keep going and to keep the energy up, honestly, it's not that hard because you're always surrounded by people and you're always coming into a new fringe that has new energy, new shows. So, and we go see as many shows as possible yeah, yeah. and that also keeps us going because it's like, Constant inspiration and, mm-hmm. and stuff as well. Nice. Nice, Franny. This is your second year at uh, the Fundy Fringe. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you know that's different this year than last year? And I mean, your show is different. Your yeah. Show with a different format. So, yeah. Uh, talk about that. Sure. Um, I love the Fundy Fringe. I've done a, a bunch of different fests, not all in a row, but over the years, I've done a, a couple of different cities, and this is my favorite festival. It's just 
so lovely and it's it's full of the kindest nicest people and everyone is working their butts off and and I really genuinely am thrilled uh, I was thrilled when I got into the lottery again this year um, between last year and this year the shows are are uh, I was about to say totally different but then they're not super different they're both autobiographical shows but this is the first time that I've had more of um, like a stand-up feel to it and there's interaction I have snacks I'm giving the audience pre-show and we play games throughout where people read stuff out and uh, it, it's I, I had no idea how that would work. Mm. I'd never done it before, but it seemed like a really good way to try it out. Um, I'm also at uh, a venue that's like an offsite venue at the Five and Dime, which is a bar uh, down, uh, uptown. And they've been great, they've been lovely, and working in that space has been really interesting. Uh, I didn't know how doing a show about being sober and have hosting awake, like I have memorial photos, like it's as close to awake as I could possibly make it. Um, I didn't know what it would feel like to do that in an actual bar mm-hmm. where I'm watching people drinking all my favorite drinks. <laughs> and, you know, every time a glass of wine goes by, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> so, uh, it's, I, I didn't know what that would be like, but it, it's actually been um, a really positive, supportive space and experience and the audiences have after every show people come up and and share stories either about themselves i get a lot of fun drinking stories from people they're like oh my god when you told that story about falling down i also fell down blah 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 all these different things (laughs) and uh and i also get some heavier stories of people who lost someone or are dealing with their own drinking i've had a few people who are there who are non-drinkers and have come up to me very like quietly afterwards said something like I'm just glad I'm not alone and I'm glad to hear this story and so it's been a really rewarding experience an interesting thing about not drinking and I don't know if you have this when people find out that you don't drink they're like oh my god why Mm -hmm. how do you have fun Mm -hmm. that happened to me a lot more when I first because I've stopped drinking twice Mm -hmm. and the first time I stopped I was in my 20s and now everyone was like what like how are you going to live your life, how are you going to survive? My friends were supportive, but they did not understand at all. Yeah. And I had one friend that was just like, that's stupid, here's a shot. <laughs> <I> just fully <laughs> was like, that's dumb. Yeah. And then, uh, and yeah, it was always that there had to be a reason. So people were like, oh, like, are you on, like, antibiotics? Or like, oh, did you, are, are, did you get too drunk yesterday and, like, you can't drink today? Like, they're... The default setting is always, of course, everyone would drink and want to yeah. drink. When I stopped drinking the second time around, one that stuck, I'm in my uh, th- early 30s now, and I stopped in my late 20s, and that was less of a thing for people. There were mm. more people who were, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman, and a lot of people are pregnant in my yeah. age group right now. So it was, all of a sudden, I wasn't the only one who wasn't drinking, or mm. people just had, like, really early mornings. In your, like, late 20s, Unless you're still an actor, which I am, but most of my friends have like normal day jobs, and we didn't have house parties till five a.m. anymore because everyone was just too tired. Like it just <laughs> didn't make sense. So now, when people find out I don't drink, they're like, "Oh, you just it's not for you, or, or you just you don't you don't like it, and yeah. not interested." I'm like, no, 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 I love it. That's why I can't do it anymore because I adore it. No, no, thank you. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark. Yes. Uh, in terms of the, the waiting gentlewoman, is, yeah. is, this is, is this is not the first performance of it. No, it's not. Before we get to that, yeah. Franny, you yeah. and I have the same watch. Oh my god! <laughs> watch I, Bros. 
I saw that and I was like, why is Franny wearing my watch? <laughs> I'm also an accomplished pickpocket. Yeah. Um, no, it's not. So the waiting gentleman is actually probably one of the first scripts I ever wrote. Um, there's a little festival in Halifax at uh, one of my old universities because I went to King's slash Dalhousie, just like every King's student. When you say King's, everyone's like, what's that? And I'm like, it's a square that hangs off the end of Dalhousie. <laughs> and they have a theater festival. Um, and it's called the King's Infringement Festival. It's sort of their own little fringe, but it happens in January. Um, so I wrote The Waiting Gentlewoman... Uh, three years ago I think maybe um, and put it up with a few friends of mine um, and weirdly enough I was so used at that point I put like put like four short plays on and I was so used to people just coming up and being like it was great in that way that very succinctly tells you it was not great um, and then this one people were actually like oh we like this one and I was like thanks guys uh so yeah, the, it happened then, and then uh, Lara read it and really liked it when I came on to Taboo Theater. So I punched it up a little bit, and we put it on in December in a little space called The Living Room that I think might just be like a pile of lumber by this point. <laughs> um, I, every theater space in Halifax is like two days away from being bulldozed. Oh no! Yeah, we'll be like, oh, we could put a show on there, and someone's like, oh no, that place, that place is a trash heap now. <laughs> Uh, that, that almost oh. happened with my venue. Yeah, yeah. Like they were, oh, I heard that. They were not going to be able to use it. Which venue was it? Uh, the Pool Hall Theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they somehow managed to yeah. get back in there. Yeah, it's the, it's the same thing with the, the one that uh, my new play, Harbor Town at Halifax Fringe. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just one building over in the waiting room. And we've put two shows, like this is show number two that's going on there now. Uh, and when our first show was going on there, we were like, maybe we're not going to have a venue by the time it comes around. Like, we'll get there and the doors will be padlocked. Um, yeah, so so it, it went up in December as part of a double bill. Um, and, uh, and, you know, generally people enjoyed it. It was great to work. Our three actors, uh, Bruce, Sam, and Jesse, uh, were so awesome to work with. It was, like, a lot of fun. So Lara just, like, applied into the Fundy Fringe Festival. And then when we got in, she sent us a message being like, hey, guess where you guys are coming? <laughs> so, so that... It was all, it was great because I think that if I had a say in it, I would have like chickened out of the festival. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was nice to be like, okay, cool. I guess I'm going to uh, St. John. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is now the third time that the play has happened. Hopefully, it will continue to happen. Um, yeah, it it's good to see it again. Are there things that you that you're learning about it uh, each time it gets performed? Yes. So we have a bit of a fun story on how this play came to be because if you see it two different nights you'll notice that the play is quite different every night it goes up we had one rehearsal for this before we came here we had a whole bunch of rehearsals in December uh, when the show was going up not here uh, and then Sam went off to do Festival Antigonish uh, and we hired another actor who dropped out very last minute so Sam got a frantic phone call uh, late at night <laughs> from Laura saying like hey I know you get back on like Saturday but how would you feel about on Monday going on tour uh, and Sam bless his little soul said yes oh. so so we did uh, six like six hours of rehearsal like 6pm till about midnight um, on, on that day uh, and then packed up the car and came here so we were like doing our final line runs in the car on the way to Fundy Fringe 
Uh, and every night it's just kind of been like if if something comes up, Sam, Bruce, and Jesse are all pretty great with ad libbing on stage. Uh, and so I still get surprised. It's, it's, we've had yeah, we've had like four or five shows now, and the writers sitting in the audience like hot diggity, that's a cool thing that just happened. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. So generally, how how has the funders room been for you guys this year? Well, and how do you feel like um, how do you feel about your, your audiences? How do you feel about uh, good numbers? We've been really well received. We're really happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We got, uh, yeah, lots of people, I think when you start, we started in Charlottetown, and I know a lot of people from Charlottetown were telling people from St. John to come and okay. everything, so we had yes. quite a bit of, yeah, buzz from that, but, yeah, no, been really, really happy with the run here, really so happy. Do you buzz follows you from city to city, for the most part? Uh, it does when you can get it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, to be honest, the bigger fringes, it's quite a bit harder when you're a new show sure. to get that kind of buzz. I think the second time around, third mm-hmm. time, it gets... People know your name, then just more and more people will come. But when you when you go to the smaller fringes, it's easier to meet everyone, see all the shows, and and get that kind of thing. But yeah, it does kind of follow you around. It tends to, especially mm-hmm. when you put it all over the flyers. Throw it in the Exactly. Uh, good. Again, like being a return person, so much of what Elliot was just saying, it helps. It yeah. helps. My show last year was, uh, luckily for me, very well received. So when I got in, that was basically why I submitted. Because I mm-hmm. thought, I think if I get in, I'll have people curious to see what the next show will be. Sure. So I applied with an idea of this nugget of this show and uh, got in and then was like okay guess this is what I'm gonna be gonna be doing and uh, yeah it's been it's been great like the the audiences in St. John are so lovely and so supportive mm-hmm. and I've had some like a lot of familiar faces in the crowd that saw the show yeah. last year and and it's it's been great and the location that I'm in is there's a lot of restaurants and a lot of places nearby so people are and I flyered like crazy this year so people are just kind of like what what is this and popping in which is lovely and yeah it's great I mean there's always some growing pains with a with a new venue so just ironing those little things out but I mean it's all par for the course when you're doing a fringe yeah yeah are you still like tweaking the script as you, as oh, you go through it? Oh, hundred percent. What script? <laughs> like I have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I realized as I was doing the show on the first night because I wrote it in um, uh, modules, basically in chunks. So I have these different sections. And I had all my sections, and then some of the sections were just, tell this story, talk about this time in my life, or whatever. So, as I was going through on opening night, I realized, oh, this is probably closer to, like, 80 or 90 minutes. This is a ton of material. But because it's in chunks, I was like, okay, I'll skip that, and I'll just uh, skip that. And so, I'm able to kind of pick and choose. So, actually, um, in... I was expecting there to be some differences every night because I'll tell the stories a little bit differently every time. But I have been playing with, okay, tonight instead of, like, I'm going to swap this out for that and see how that flows. And, like, last night's show was uh, much more of a narrative, uh, for example. And, yeah, so it's, it's been... It's been really interesting to play with that and to have the freedom, and especially because it's a solo show and it's yeah. my own writing. If I make a change, I'm like, well, I know why I did that, <laughs> so that's okay. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I always worry that I make a change because you know I could make a change, but 
also have somebody in the booth who's like, I don't have many cues, but I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to fuck this up. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mark, how's how's the funny friends been for you, for you guys? I was. It's been great. I was gonna say last night when I was at Barstar with Lara, <laughs> we were watching you, and and we talked to you after, and you said, "Oh yeah, it's ninety minutes." You know, cut it, we brought it down to sixty. And Lara was like, I remember at one point, Franny looked at her tablet and just scrolled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is which is funny because like uh, there's there's this sort of thing where like sometimes I'll see a one person show and it will be ninety minutes long and I'll walk out being like that was great but it could have been sixty and I was like Franny read my philosophy <laughs> it, was like, it was like it was Taylor for me yeah Fundy Fringe has been great um, I am a theater artist by like tertiary trade I work multiple other jobs on top of playwriting uh, so for this week. I like I have like 135 unread emails on my phone. Like people are texting me. I'm getting Facebook messages. I'm like, no, I'm not looking at any of it until Sunday. This is vacation week. Like, uh, yeah. So so when yeah, I mean like when Halifax Fringe comes around, it's my third year doing the Halifax Fringe. I like don't get to go see shows because because I'm also working. Like I'm also putting my own show on. Um, more often than not, like I'm ferrying people around. I have the old Honda Civic. It is Taboo Theater's greatest asset. <laughs> uh, so, so I, I I maybe get to go see like two or three shows, and it's usually just my close friends that are putting stuff on, and I've mm. told them I'm going to go see it. Whereas here, um, I've been seeing like two, sometimes three shows a day, just because I'm in the city and I've decided I'm not doing my homework. Mm. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been awesome. It's been super inspiring. I've got to meet like so many cool people. Um, and it, I do have that sort of like Grinchy vibe when I'm in Halifax Fringe and people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to binge the Fringe, we're going to meet all these people. I'm like, well, I bet it's not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came here and I was like, no, it really is, and my heart grew three sizes this Fringe. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I, I love my venue. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the largest stage I put this show oh. on ever. There's huge space in there. But it's I also like, a church. Like, it's yeah. pretty it's, cool. It's sort of a church. This is like, oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's Cool for stuff, your show. It's so wide. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, I was like, I looked at the concert hall, I was like, that stage is okay. Well, that yeah. is this one. So it's been like, it's like, how, like trying to move in more than I ever have mm-hmm. um, just, just to fill the space. It's great, but I was not expecting such yeah. a wide stage. Yeah. But it's been a great fringe uh, so far. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Um, everybody's got like one more performance today. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two today. We have two today because yeah. you've got three o'clock and then seven. Yeah, I, I requested um, a space that I could use as a sober space in case people wanted to see the show but didn't want to be Perfect. in the bar. Mm, okay, yeah. So, yeah. So the French very kindly made an accommodation and kind of snuck me into the sanctuary theater, this giant yeah. stage you're talking about. That when I was watching your show, I was yes. like, hmm, how is were he you, doing his <laughs> show? Were you, were you like, how do I fit my little show on this? I did, but I also thought, I think I'm just going to stand. I'm just, I'm not going to do too much. <laughs> I think well, I'm just I mean, going to stay planted. I mean, you generally don't move much. I don't really, yeah. <laughs> so I just have to find the best sight line for that, I yeah. think, and then yeah. park it. And there we go. Yeah. So, uh, a strange thing happened to me yesterday, before mm-hmm. me, about like three hours before my show. Um, and I had opening night jitters again, mm-hmm. for like no reason at all. Anybody, anybody have that happen to them during like a run? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, there's one thing when you open the show and it makes sense, but all of a sudden for like no reason, mm-hmm. right before some random show, you have that? It just comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, for any? 
Yeah, I uh, I have anxiety. It comes and goes, okay. and so yeah, it'll just show up. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, so I've been dealing with that this week, and sometimes like the the trigger for it is really clear, and sometimes it's just I'm like, oh, cool. I just feel horrible. That's great. Okay, no problem. But at this point, luckily, thank goodness, I've been doing this long enough that I can do a show and I can get through it mm-hmm. and. I can recognize it. It was a lot harder for me when I would spend time also trying to figure it out and be like, mm. but why am I feeling like this? And like, yeah. what if I do throw up on stage? And I was like, you know what? Just whatever. I'm just mm. going to be on stage and figure it out. Mm. And like last night's show, I was buzzing like crazy and I mm. made it through and it was, seemed to go fine. But yeah, it comes and goes for sure. Mm. Yeah. Not uncommon for me. Mm. Um, what I tell myself, I get really bad anxiety too. And like as the, writer it's weird just sitting in the seats because i'm just sort of like watching this thing happen and i'm like oh i don't even have any agency in what's going on uh but i always tell myself i'm like well these suckers aren't getting their money back there could be a fire <laughs> that's what i'll get. think today <laughs> yeah yeah um no, but it's it's been it's. I mean, my coping mechanism also as a playwright to say it surreptitiously is what I like to call uh, now the October fog. You know, mm. get get a little bit of that, and then mm. uh, you know just go sit in the back row, take up three seats, just chill out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, after like seven fringes, mm-hmm. or six fringes so far. So far. Um, are you do you, when you're opening? Do you even have? Are you nervous at all? Or do you have those jitters? Or can you find them coming? No, they're definitely at the beginning because it was the first time the writing was ever being performed for anyone and I didn't know anyone in Montreal. So yeah. it was literally just, there it is. Mm. So definitely at the beginning there, it was there was that. Now, I think it really helps to be also two people. I don't, like, I have so much respect for you guys, you solo artists mm-hmm. who are like, I'm going to talk this out with someone. Oh, like myself. <laughs> myself. Like that's... It's, yeah. yeah, awesome. So we have each other with Anastasia Wells, who's my co-star, where we manage to talk those kind of things. And they come, like, there's different things that come, different different things. But, mm-hmm. yeah, now it, it has calmed down a little bit. But yeah. you always have to question things as well. You can't. Mm-hmm. The danger with doing so many fringe festivals is getting, like, into a routine. You have to find new things. Yeah. A routine is good in a certain way. But then you have to renew and refine things. Otherwise, it just is going to become stale, and you're just going to become it's going to become mechanical. So, yeah. I also found like when I was doing a fringe tour that there's the temptation when you go into a new fringe that you're like, it's just like the old one. Mm. No, yeah, why that is? Every fringe is so different. Well, actually, I was doing. I'm doing like all the organization and all the like paperwork and all that too so I quickly learned that each fringe is not the same even yeah. from like administrative point of views mm-hmm. so but stars actually Anastasia stars uh, she she didn't see as much of that so she mm-hmm. was arriving at the fringe festivals and was like oh at this I'm like no this one's completely different this is a completely different <laughs> yeah. thing and, and yeah, yeah you have to really come in like it's a new a new place and, and we were getting really yeah. quite good at that and just accepting and adapting mm. that's the key to doing a tour I would say because mm. if you're trying to make it like it was somewhere else yeah. it's just like literally sticking a, I don't know what the expression is like the square peg into the round mm-hmm. yes. hole yeah. is that it? Yeah. 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 a round peg into a square Plus. hole yeah. is it, I think it is, is it? Yeah. I don't know it's pegged in holes there's a peg in a hole I think everyone sees I think everyone gets the image yes. <laughs> yeah. that I'm trying to convey yeah okay 
Can I ask? I'm, I have a, I have a question for you. Okay. And this is a bit of a, a, a might be seen as as slagging Toronto Fringe, but we did that on the the quite effectively on the the second Toronto Fringe roundup where we shit all over them justifiably. Um, okay. How was Toronto Fringe to you? Toronto Fringe to us, well, I mean, there's a good, there's a really good vibe to that fringe I mean, we were we enjoyed it it was our third fringe so we were still like growing into the whole fringe thing uh, there's definitely it's definitely different when it's a huge festival because yes. you I don't know I, I was thinking kind of the whole point of the fringe is for each artist to have equal chances right because you're drawn mm-hmm. so which is much easier to do in it, and, it, and you kind of compare it almost well political views and stuff like that because yeah. you you have like that famous that famous image where you have the fish and the monkey and the giraffe and the elephant who are each uh, told that they can uh, climb the ladder, mm. right? So they're each having the same opportunity, but they're each very different people. Yeah. So for a newer company arriving into that fringe with people who know it all, even just choosing the theater yeah. for me was, was complicated because oh, sure. I chose a theater that looked nice on the images and stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was not at all central and that a central location, central, close mm-hmm. to the... To the hub and stuff. No, no, no. I was at Robert Gill, which is oh, yeah. Yeah. thing. It's a beautiful venue, and space. once people yeah. get there, they yeah. love it. No, absolutely. The only thing is, it's up an elevator. It's in the back of a thing, and it's like it's not right beside. It is, it. It's the only waiting area that's air conditioned. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. And that was big because it was yeah. hot, yeah. hot, hot. The only reason why I ask is, is Toronto Fringe is notoriously not kind to touring artists. Yes, it's very tough on them. It's very tough things. to break in as a touring artist because Toronto oh. looks in on itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a touring artist, yeah. I was I was curious if you, if you found well, audiences. I or? think they were. I think they've kind of heard that because there, there was. I mean, there was an event. There weren't. There wasn't a huge turnout to this event, but they did a, an international event where some patrons came and some people came and they tried to to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, I think they're aware of it and they're making. They're trying to push towards it, but for sure, different because yeah, some of the local companies don't need the extra. Push. Some so that's what we've noticed. Others do, others do of, course, are, of course, of course, of course, of course. So there's no, yeah. you can't say, you can't say that because there's just so many factors yeah, to all absolutely. of this, and so I'm, I'm not bitter in any kind mm-hmm. of way. And there's just so many shows, but yeah, for sure, some fringe festivals will definitely push, push, push the internet oh, yeah. or the the out 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 of town people yeah. because they know that they have zero following or zero people, mm-hmm. especially. But I mean, I don't know. I just I, I'm just let it go. I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, I tend to be trying to positive yeah, about yeah, all the sure. experiences, and we did yeah. honestly have a, a positive experience right. at the at the Toronto Fringe. Like yeah. it, it was generally a very positive experience. Yes. Yes. Um, so we've all had a chance to see some shows, mm-hmm. um, and I'm curious of the shows that you've seen. And I always want to talk about things that you that you really like. Mm-hmm. So, um, are there shows that you saw at the at the at the at the Fundy Fringe? that you really love, keeping in mind that this goes up today. Mm-hmm. And so when people hear it, they still have the opportunity to, to see one of those shows. Yeah. So what did you guys, what did you guys love? Well, they're sitting beside me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you're sitting across from me, so. I was like, oh, sick, like, Elliot's here. And I was like, no, I'm getting shit, that show. They're afraid showed up, and I was like, awesome! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great, my imposter syndrome is just like, oh no, you're on a panel with the two of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, we also loved your Phil, uh, your Phil show last night. Uh, yeah, your, your show last night, Phil, I was, I was talking with Phil about his uh, Stuart McLean God, God oh, character. Oh, killed me. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I really liked Elliot's show. I think it was one of the first ones we saw because yeah. we saw your preview and we were like, oh, cool. Also a dramatic two-hander. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do a little exchange there. Um, and then I saw your show, Franny, and I was telling you after last night, uh, I am also a reformed drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, that will definitely be a resonant experience with me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, those two shows, I mean, uh, they, they blew me away. It was super cool. Definitely you're two of the... If not the two top shows, then two of the top shows. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Elliot, when I heard yesterday this was the first thing that you wrote, that blew my fucking Yeah, yeah. That's pretty it wild. It does not feel it does not feel like uh, and I think Laura was saying this yesterday, it does not feel like a, a first time. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I'm a senior. You have a late show tonight. Yeah. Right? Kind of. Okay, great. So everyone, come with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and come with me to go see Barzak. Oh, thank see me you. At one yeah. of the two. I'm definitely gonna. Oh, thank be able you to so much. Mm-hmm, um, sure. I have to be honest. I haven't seen a lot. Having uh, my venue a little bit to the side. Um, there's no one else to come early for or to stay late for to yeah. watch. So. Uh, that was always my secret method to seeing shows. I would start with my venue and then yeah. work my way out. Mm-hmm. And for this show, it, it is an emotional show. It's a comedy, but it definitely hits some hard places for me. And even the funny stories, every story that I tell and that I love telling it and I'm celebrating it, I ha- part of, the reason I'm telling you is because it's never going to happen again. So that makes mm-hmm. me sad. So I, I, tend to, I haven't been seeing as much this year as I did last year. Um, and I was, I was able to catch your show, Phil, which I really enjoyed. I thought it was really well done and interesting. And again, I was admiring your staging. Oh, <laughs> I was genuinely like, I know what he's doing, and he's doing it well. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen... I, I think that's the only show I've seen, and then I'm, I'm going to see your show tonight, awesome. and that's all I could really manage. I'm finding the one downside to the late start that we have. I mean, I understand that if it's a small screen, yeah. you can't do like a new Yeah, show no one's going to come like to a matinee on a regular um, Starting at like... I have a small window before each of my shows because I take about an hour and a half before my show mm-hmm. for myself. So I'm not seeing a show within that window. So that means that I have a smaller window in order to see shows. Mm-hmm. So I, I have found that a little bit a little bit difficult. But there's no way around. No, yeah. Actually, the, the for our premiere here, we had just I just seen your show. Mm-hmm. I think I had to come out of your show about ten minutes later. I had to be on. No, you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I just like came and saw it, and then I and then I came out, and then, so you were definitely something was with me on stage. And that was, like it was very like it was like there's some scenes in there that were just like it was they just were like yeah quite yeah. Our our show as well. We've definitely had the thing where we've got, been at a show, been like oh jeez, like we're going to have to literally run to make mm-hmm. our tech time right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, but it's also good because, I mean, like, if for our tech, we have lights up, lights down, mm. um, and one fight call that we mm. just run, like, 35 times before each show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and that's it. Um, but, yeah, it's weird with St. John being a small city that you can traverse on foot pretty quickly. We still manage to, like, be late for tons of stuff. I don't really know how I manage that. I blame the hills. I have been yeah. talking about yeah. these hills all week because Toronto is flat country. Yeah. And uh, every year on my Google Maps, I have to add myself an extra two or three minutes for hill, hill time. So I am yeah. not acclimated. I'm finally getting close to it now. I was... Almost on time for this by two minutes. We were talking about, uh, I forget who it was, but there was a touring company that came to Halifax a few years ago, also a notoriously uh, inclined city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, I think they might have had to cancel the show because they all got shin splints from walking up the <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. 
And like, honestly, I'm, I'm feeling that between like all the walking on hills and like sleeping on like a saggy futon mattress. Yes. Yesterday we were, one of us was like, so is anyone else just like really sore all the time during this festival? Yes. We were like splayed out on a hardwood floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, no I've been trying to find as many, like, okay, so I know that I have to go up a hill, but where is yes. the shortest incline mm-hmm. that yeah. I can find as yeah. I'm walking along? Um, totally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've seen, we've seen some shows. Um, we, we've talked about about uh, uh, the Fringe itself. Um, are there interesting things about your own shows we talked a little bit about things that you've learned, Mark. Mm-hmm. But have you guys generally learned things during the course of the fringe about your show? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. <laughs> if I hadn't, I'd be really disappointed. <laughs> that, that, to me, that's more important than breaking even or anything like that, because mm. that's what that's what this mm. first time writing experience, first time like creating a show from literally scratch. Mm. You'd have to learn and take in things from the entire thing, and I think. People are asking if the show is different or if it's changing things. And I think every show, slight little things are tweaked so that if we went back and saw our premiere in Montreal to when we see our last show in Halifax, mm-hmm. it's going to be all, like the difference is going to be humongous. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we should have filmed them both, honestly. <laughs> but that's a big regret. But yeah, so learning so many things, even and then obviously the administrative mm-hmm. sides, all the publicists, all of that stuff too, learning, but now artistically learning so much, so much. Did you find the promotional side a challenge? Because that's not something oh, yeah. that artists normally oh, find that's, themselves having. I'd have to say that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing that I've learned, because that's where I was really starting from zero, zero, because I have no background in that. No, I have a brother who studied marketing and stuff, so I was trying to get hints from him too, but he's also, he doesn't know the fringe process and stuff, so we were kind of learning together, but... Yeah, now I've definitely learned a lot about mm. about that as well. That was the biggest thing I've learned, I think. And yeah, Mark, how are you with the uh, with, with, with promotion? Promotion? <laughs> Bad. No, I'm still, honestly, I'm still working on figuring out how to pitch my plays in a way that doesn't sound like it's going to give you like a depressive episode because <laughs> oh. I write like kind of dark shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so in, in terms of promotion, I mean, like Taboo Theater, we, we do have a hard time selling our plays because uh, they aren't not feel-good plays, but it's definitely not like laugh and clap, like really easygoing stuff. Uh, I'm like a student of literature and philosophy, so like I love like, you were talking about yesterday, like Russian and French writers and stuff who are notoriously unhappy folk. Um and so in terms of promotion, like really we just tell people we're like, you need to come and see the show. Like I'm not I'm not gonna be able to give you like that two sentence pitch who's gonna that's gonna get you hooked. Uh, like it's a whole experience. Um, so like we put out our posters, we put up our venues. Uh, I mean like I think so much of attendance is just not even star power, but just like connections, like yeah. like knowing lots of people. We came here, and for the first few nights, last night we actually had a really good house. Uh, it was it was quite nice, but for the first few nights, it was, like, uh, it, much older folks, and we make, like, very young people theater, mm-hmm. um, and, like, quiet houses, the interaction concert hall is, like, dead quiet. You can hear a pin drop in there. Um, and so we were like, oh, God, like, we need to get people in here who are going to tell people to come, and then finally last night we sort of had a crowd come in, which is nice. 
Um, but then, I mean, like, like you, when we go and do a show in Halifax, it's like most of my shows have larger casts than The Waiting Gentlewoman. So Harbortown coming up has like six actors in it or five actors in it. Um, I don't even know <laughs> characters are in my show. Uh, and so it, it's, it's sort of that thing where it's like, you know, those five people plus the crew are going to know, like, X amount of people in Halifax yes. who will then be brought out to the show, who will then share our event on Facebook and pass it along to people. So when we were coming here, it wasn't, like, a shock to be like, oh, first night we played to, like, a house of seven people because yeah. because we have no fringe momentum. Yeah. Uh, we don't know anyone here. But also, at the same time, we, it, 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 I mean, like, promotion's awesome. Making money is awesome. But we came here to put a play on. Yeah. So we, we promoted it. But, like, at the end of the day, we're... You know, just a bunch of kids messing around on a stage. Yeah. yeah. Fran, did you find that um, that having done Smashes last year, that there was a lot more familiarity with you? Absolutely. I, I had that experience last year where my first night was eight people, my second night was 10 people, mm-hmm. and then I had 20, and then I had like 40 and 50 on my closing shows, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was Thrilled. And can we just say, bless those eight who take oh the risk God. and come out to that, yes. come out to that show. Yeah. Anybody who comes out to a first, oh. like your first performance at a fringe, yeah. they yeah. are the blessed. They yeah. really are, like, yeah. really For sure. are. Yeah. They're the kindest, sweetest souls on earth. And the volunteers as well. Yes. They choose to yeah. use their volunteer hours to come and see your show. Like, And, yeah. and just the ones that are working, that are in mm-hmm. the venue, that are catching your show. Like, the, Thank God for volunteers. Fringes wouldn't, anywhere, mm-hmm. wouldn't happen without them. Um, and but so I, I had that experience last year of starting really small and then you know luckily uh, thankfully grew and this year my opening night was twenty and or twenty five and I was That's like nice. this is like twenty five in St John for now ten artists like this yeah. is like Toronto a thousand thrilled I was absolutely thrilled and uh, yeah I, I did um, I did find that and and I was. That was probably my most helpful promotiony thing was just being able to say that Smashes was here last year, and I had some quotes from reviews from, um, like Grid City Magazine that people here know. Like I could say, like you know, a bunch of people in Toronto think this, but they're like, who Mooney on what? Like if they they don't have the reference, it's not as helpful. Yeah. So having some little quotes, and last year my show won the Performance Choice Award, which was lovely, and so being able to say that, even just if people were like, I have no idea what that is, Mm -hmm. I don't know how that works, I don't think. I don't even know if that means anything, but award, you say? Like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a really helpful I do one, think too. I Oh, Laurel. That's, that's it. Laurel's that's it. like crazy. Put I was thinking. I was thinking of doing one and just saying we have not yet won an award. <laughs> you should. Like, and then putting like, and then putting like, uh, we are gonna get five stars or yes. like something like just write in tiny letters and then put the five stars like really big. Oh my god, you absolutely should. Yeah. There was a Toronto <laughs> Fringe show. I really think that's a good idea. There's a Toronto Fringe show a couple of years ago that was a real love or hate show, mm-hmm. and. Audiences liked it because it was very weird. Every single reviewer hated it, oh. trashed it, but like this is literal garbage. Like the wor- some of the meanest reviews I've ever read, and they kept getting one star, one star, one star to the point where it became outrageous. It was a comedy show, and it was all comedians in it, and they just thought it was the funniest thing. So they made new posters with all the horrible quotes oh, and nice. started selling out. Of and course. they had one, they had five stars at the top, but it would have one star, Toronto Star, one star, whatever. So each review was. <laughs> giving one star but when you looked at it it was five stars and then they sold out the end of their run it was that's hilarious that's great one yeah. of the brilliant tactics because there was a years ago there was a show at the Edinburgh Fridge and they were paying we got one star from everybody and so on all their posters they just said the, the Edinburgh Times Journal says a star
yeah. You pull out yeah, the one like shocking. Oh yeah, you learn how to pull the, yeah. the stuff out of the reviews that <laughs> yeah, turn it around. Yes. That's still a challenge for me, like finding like what do I pull out of this review? Because it's a good review, but what's the mm-hmm. yeah, 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 overall, yeah. which can be a challenge. Um, so one more performance yes. today. Um, and then everybody goes out of you. Fran, you go back to Toronto? I do. I'm done. I, I haven't been fringing, but I was just on a six-week summer contract doing a regional theater. Literally closed that show, drove home, unpacked, repacked, flew out the night, and now I'm here. So I am really looking forward to just being in my own bed and sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be good. And then you're off. You guys good. are both. We're all off to Halifax. We're all, yeah, we're we're all off to Halifax. Guys, now I feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We got a seat in the Civic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's about my flight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, you guys. I mean, you guys are tired, but still, like, you're now seeing the end in sight of your. Of yeah, your yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we're going to be really, really, like, missing something when it's over. We're both cool. going to get. Stars is going back to London to mm-hmm. finally move to London because I've just been dragging her around. She's like tried to move there right before and then I'm like nope you're gonna nice. come <laughs> and rehearse with me in the south of France and then nope we're gonna go to, hmm. to Canada yeah you ran over that real quick but south of France sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm from yeah I, uh, I'm from Paris I'm based out of Paris mm-hmm. and my parents actually have a house in the south that has space to rehearse in because it's this issue everywhere in Paris it's very very hard to find any kind of rehearsal space mm-hmm. in my my little studio could only last so long. Can I ask if you're doing your show in Paris? I, I'd like to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, there's no, like, no concrete, like, plans yet. But definitely looking into it, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess tomorrow we're packing, packing up and heading back to Halifax. Uh, Sam and Jesse are allowed to go free. Uh, Bruce continues to stage manage the show that's going up at Halifax Fringe, so she's going to switch uh, out of the spotlight. Um, I am going back to my day job, uh, and then after that I'm going back to school, so I don't know how much of Fringe I'm going to get to see at Halifax. Uh, but at least I'll get to know that I've relaxed for a week. And yes, I would very much so like to sleep uh, in my own bed. Um, yeah. I am yeah. six foot six. Uh, there is no bed made for me other than the one that is in the room of my house. Uh, I have been I have been sleeping curled up on an air mattress oh, no. with one of my actors. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm sure that, that Sam and Bruce and Lara and all the people I've been sharing beds with will be happy to not deal with me and uh, all the limbs I have. <laughs> yeah. Elliot, I, I, one question that actually kind of occurred to me was, was you guys have been from June, it'll be September by the time you're done, mm-hmm. um, like working together. Yeah. Um, over that period of time, how do you guys keep uh, the peace. How do you guys keep not killing each other? Kill- oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you not kill each other? Well, we're all, we're just brutally honest with each other all okay. the time, the- and that stops you from death. <laughs> it, seems like the it, it really does because it, if you're, it's when things are not being said mm. that things uh, bubble up and explode. So that's what we've been saying to everyone. And, and then obviously there's better moments and worse moments, but like, no, it's actually been 
really, really good. And when we need our space, we know that each of us needs our space and mm. we respect that. We, uh, you, we get to know each other really well. Yeah. And mm. so, yeah, no, it's, it's worked really well. Trust and respect and being brutally honest. Is the agreement to be brutally honest something you discussed or something that's just the way that you are? Well, I, I, I'm probably more naturally like that. <laughs> and then, but Stars is, yeah, Stars is pretty honest mm. as well. And she's learned that she has to be with me as well. She's just like, nope. No, stop. No, that's, no. I'm like, okay. And then we just bicker it out. And then it's it doesn't become a big thing. And we don't take it personally. We just, like, know that, yeah. No. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm going to, I want to thank you guys uh, for sitting down and talking with me today. Uh, make sure today that if you're listening to this, that you go and see uh, Barstar. Go see 25. Go see The Waiting Gentlewoman. Yes. And if you have some time, uh, see The Commandment. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Definitely see the commandment. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for This has been a Homebody Productions production.